girlies. Hi, girlies. Welcome back to the Real House Girlies pod. It's going to be a fun, but like maybe a little bit serious, career-centric episode today. Right. We're going to get stuck into a topic, giving and receiving feedback. Mm-hmm. It's something that we all have to do mm. at some point in our lives. Yeah. But first, but some first. chit-chat. <laughs> some chit-chat. Yeah. So we've had an interesting couple of days. We went to a really fun soiree. We did. We soireed on Thursday. Yeah. We started the weekend early. We, we had back-to-back sleepovers. It was the best. Hot <laughs> hot wreck. Have a sleepover with your bestie. It's the best. <laughs> your boyfriend may look at you and be like, why are you having all these sleepovers? And you're like, shut up. I'm living my life. Yes. Yeah. Or you get rid of your boyfriend. And, and then... then- <laughs> You have to sleep somewhere. No one to answer to. <laughs> yeah, so Queen's Plaza Soiree was really fun. I was actually impressed with how they did it. It was a little invite only, started at seven, mm. dress was cocktail, and the girlies of Brisbane turned it out. The ladies. The ladies. The real actual housewives. Yeah, there was the housewives of Brisbane and us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I felt like we were going to be potentially like overdress yeah because often you see these these shopping centers they do these kind of events and everyone's just pretty standardly dressed Mm. you know but like pulling out all the stops there was you know because it was in queen's plaza and there was a fendi activation and you've got gucci and you've got dior the ladies were like here is my fendi outfit yeah i was shoe spotting there were yeah. some sick shoes. Yeah, I was clocking the shoes. Oh. Some people clocked my shoes, which I was like quite Hi. pleased about. My little Dior slingback. Love. Yeah, it was a really fun night. And I liked that they did a bit of a theme. They had those kind of those crazy dancers getting around in outfits. Yes. Then it was all kind of like disco themed. Right. Lots of florals. It was nice. Yeah. I'm not sure I could identify the theme. But yeah. there was some great decoration and thought put into theming. Soft theming. Soft theming. Yeah. Um, some backup ballet dancers performed. Oh, the, the ballet dancers, <laughs> sorry, it was the Queensland Ballet and no shade because I actually love going to watch the Queensland Ballet. Same. But it was not the A-team that was, was sent not. for the performance. There was one who was horrifically out of time. Yes. And I think their spatial awareness was slightly skewed on this one tiny stage. And I expect a ballet to be, I want my ballet dancers in a toto. I don't want them in a long dress to the shin. Oh. Yeah. I I can appreciate the different ballet outfits that happen. Yeah. No, I want a full toto. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you like going to the ballet? I love it. My mum and I, it's one of our bonding things. Yeah. Um, we're typically season pass holders. Oh, yes. I did not know this about you. Yes, we are. We are ballet um, connoisseurs. Ballet goers. She's so cute because the ballet goes for quite a long time. Yeah. She'll fall asleep in the second Oh, she'll have a little slice. Yeah. She's had a little bit too much champs at it's uh, intermission. So cold. Yeah. It's, it's always so freezing cold. at So Kupac. she's put her like shawl blanket on and then she's just gently nodding off. And I'm like, mom, <laughs> mom. Wake up, wake up. And then like it's the closing act of Swan Lake and she's just snoring. Snoring. Yeah. No, yeah. Gent- gently. Yeah. We, 
we pick and choose though. Like I kind of some years go, mm, do I need to see the Nutcracker again? Yeah. I'd like Christmas to go to the Nutcracker time. this year. You do? Year. You would like to? I would like we to. We could do that. Yeah. Uh, we also had a dinner party. Oh. So let's let's get into the dinner party chat. This it's... is something that we've been planning to do for a couple of months. But can I tell you, trying to assemble four of your nearest and dearest to all be in the one place at the one time, hard work. Especially when three of them are gay. Yeah. And they've got they've got schedules. They've got things on. They're booked and busy. <laughs> <laughs> and so this was actually our probably our third attempt at a date. And I on the day was like, someone's gonna bail, I'm off it, it's all too much. Oh, the anxiety. Well, it was so cute that you just said one minute ago, we because technically you were hosting a dinner party. Yes. But I was there in spirit to get it done. Yeah. Because there was a lot of early morning, 7 a.m. when you had left my house to go to PT, that, oh, don't know, really anxious. Like, I haven't done all of these things. Yeah. No one's even said that they're coming. Should we just cancel? And I was like, here are your options. One, care less, we'll just do pizza and drinks and see everyone. Two, cancel mm. three we can like hustle and make it happen yeah we hustled and we made it happen I'm so grateful for you because it ended up being one of my favorite nights in ages yeah it's one of the top nights of the year yeah hosting a dinner party it's my new favorite thing and I think for me I had to just let go a lot of my expectation around it because like I hadn't perfectly cleaned my house top to toe mm-hmm. that's actually fine I had in my mind... <laughs> no one went into anywhere. No. Everyone just sat on their seat and drank their margarita. Yeah. I hadn't um, also bought matching placemats. And I had seen on TikTok all these girlies who do these dinner parties where they've got the placemats and the glassware. And it's all like beautiful and gorgeous. I don't know. They're spending hundreds of dollars on like plates that are specific to the theme. Oh. You don't need to do that. No. No. The, some, there are some cute and gorgeous placemats going around like little scalloped yeah. edge you know multicolored yeah. fun it has made me think that i would like to invest in some of those fun yeah if we're going to continue to host dinner parties mm. i would like to invest in just some light tableware but there this is a look call it inflation call it whatever you want i think there was a huge gap in the market because for a time you're getting your placemats from like I don't know, Maya, David Jones, or yeah. like Wheel and Barrow. And they're either those weird texture. Like the little rattan mat kind of thing. Which makes me sick. Yeah, no. Or they're just fabric squares that yep. you need to iron. So there was a, a huge gap. That gap's being filled. I think there's still room if you're really interested in a placemat, you could start an e-com business. But they're, they're expensive. They are expensive. And I'm you know okay. what? The party actually was fine without them. I didn't need to freak out about that. Oh, we were so fine without them. What we did invest in. Yep. Because we had a little lunch and we'll bring up the lunch um, later. It's the perfect segue into our feedback chat. Next door to Nodo is yep. a paper store. Yeah. We need place cards. We bought the place cards because we wanted to have a light theme. There was five of us, so the theme was obviously Fab Five. 
Clear eye for the straight guy. We assigned everybody a character. So good. I was Tan France. <laughs> I'm Anthony. And Lana was Anthony. And then the actual cuisine theme was Mexican. <laughs> so we did like tacos, chips and guac, mugs. And that was just enough of a theme to make it feel a bit special. Not your average dinner. Yeah, I think you need something that is either like a conversation starter or something that just adds that extra excitement and puts everyone in the spirit when they get there. Yeah. So for us, the theme was so easy to achieve. You just assign people a role. We had bigger plans for yep. for getting everyone into their character, but you know, when you're already feeling like you're gonna cancel, just throw the superfluous things out the window. Um, everyone got on board with the theme except Benny. Well, Benny's, he's Benny's too, too young. young. He's a child. He's too young. He's a Gen Z child. And he was like, who? <laughs> who is Karamo? <laughs> so then we had to obviously explain it to him, which was funny. And then Alana got up and did a guac making demonstration. Yes. As Antoni, which was hilarious. <laughs> yes. My family recipe. Just something really simple for when you're having people over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm not the best cook. I don't cook regularly, uh, but what I do make well is tacos. Your fried fish. Yeah. Devon. I, I batter the fish. I fry it up. I make this like pineapple the chili pineapple salsa. salsa. Grill the pineapple, chili, lime, coriander, like give it a light blitz. You always perfectly toast a tortilla. Yes. So this is my like signature making a meal for f- making a meal. For and dish. for you can scale it. We, you, we could have had 15 people there and it's no harder to make yeah. more pineapple salsa. I think Super that's easy. the hack. Like I've learned, um, I also love having people over for dinner. I think if you're doing four or fewer people, you can do a pasta. I can't scale a pasta in the same Very way. Very hard. Yeah. yeah. I would have to make multiple different ones because the quantities just have to be right. Yeah. I love a slow cooked meat. Yeah. Because I don't think you can go too wrong. If you put a lamb in in the morning and you pull it out in the evening, it will be tender. Like, uh, th- yeah. And it's pretty much then everything's ready to go. You can have everything prepped and like everything fairly there. clean. And then it's just really serving up when the guests are Yes. I'm probably not the person that's going to do like a pan fried fish or a steak. Overwhelmed. Yeah. It's Stressed. Stress. No. You want to make do it a easy. whole fish. Yeah. Well, you want to enjoy the party as well. You don't want to just be like in the kitchen. Yeah. A little Susie homemaker tucked away. Mm. No. You want to be vibing. You want to make it as easy as possible. So don't try something that you have never done before would be my advice. Yeah. Yeah. Do something that you're good at. Keep yeah. it simple and something that you can be pretty much ready to go. Yeah, and do your prep. As you say, like you can prep all of your sides, all of your salads, all of your vegetables, you know, even the day before if you had time the day before, but certainly on the day before people arrive. Um, And I think it's actually about time together. I have learned to take the pressure off. I'm not actually a chef. I make beautiful food. But if you come over, the point of that isn't for you to be like, this is fundamentally the best meal I've ever had in yeah. my life. Here's my five course tasting menu. <laughs> Don't 
that I've been so stressed preparing that I now have no hair left on my head. And like, yeah, it's going to cost you $350 at the end because I literally took out a loan yeah. to coordinate this whole thing to feed six people. Yeah. Um, I think it's okay to ask people to chip in for yeah. things. Like, please bring this or please buy this or do you want to give me $30 because I did just supply food and alcohol for five people. Yeah, and everyone was super chill about that. Everyone just like dropped me a few bucks to cover all the booze. Great. Which was great. They said, don't bring a thing, but if you want to chip in, that would be great. Because the alternate is we have like a rotating roster and then I think it balances out. But with this five people... They're not ever going to host. We'll see you next year. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. Um... The other thing that was good was that not everybody knew each other. Like, I guess they were all aware of each other because I've obviously, like, they're all our friends. But they probably haven't spent a lot of time together. So that was really nice to just kind of bring people together Mm. in the spirit of kind of making new friends. Yeah. It has to be a carefully curated group, though. That's a time And I wouldn't go, (laughs) yes, I wouldn't go too large with the group either like I think five was perfect yeah because you don't want to spend the night and not having I can't speak either and have not talked to a handful of your guests yeah and you also don't want to be floating so much that you can't actually get into anything with any of your guests yeah um and no dinner party is complete without some kind of debacle so oh no (laughs) the Everyone drove, not everyone, I was staying, so I had the most marks, um, but everyone saw Jacob's car <laughs> at some point in the night. Everyone yeah. saw it. Hazard lights were going off. Lights are flashing. Everyone was like, oh no, that poor person's car. Yeah. So for five hours when Jacob was in my house, his hazards were going off. Everyone saw it, but nobody realized it was his car. And when he goes to leave, obviously his car battery is completely dead. (laughs) And so then there's a call to the RACQ. There's another hour and 20 minutes, like come back inside, waiting for the car. The anxiety, like what's happening. You could see, you could see it. Yeah. Thankfully it was. Stressful clock watching. Yeah. Thankfully, it was a simple battery change and he was back on back on the road. But the debacle. Yeah. So good. So good. Oh, poor thing. And like that doesn't ruin the night. I think it's all about the attitude. We're going to yeah. have a good time. It's about spending time together. Live, laugh, love. Yeah. Really. And don't get too caught up in what you think it should be or what it needs to be because I actually verbatim said earlier in the day to Alana I wanted to make it nice oh yeah the Dorinda reference yeah and that was my little meltdown around like not having had time to do a full spring clean of my house and, and a slideshow a slideshow and buy all the buy all the tableware and like it just it's not necessary like just calm down girlies I think the other thing is that's great is to have like a curated playlist and know your audience. So often if I'm having people over, I love to play Afro jazz. Yeah. People don't even know what Afro jazz is. So they'll come to my house and be like, what is this bop? What is this? this? lyricless bop. Yeah. And like this, my friends, is Afro jazz. Um, just vibing. Curate. Just vibing. Yeah. You got to curate the vibe. 
Yeah. And we were doing like, we didn't even do gay anthems or anything, but we did do hot girl, hot girl shit. We did hot girl shit and then Damien took over. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Okay. Loved having a dinner party. 10 out of 10. We'll do again. I'm already planning the next one. Are you? Yeah. We're going to do like a Christmas kind of one. I oh. Think. Yep. Are we doing it here? We could. Okay. All right. Next item on today's agenda. <laughs> Don't. I'm getting triggered. (laughs) (laughs) So earlier in the day, we were sitting at lunch, getting ready for the dinner. It's not actually funny. No. We were sitting next to this table where there was a couple and the girl was hysterically crying. Sobbing. She was sobbing. Um, It sounded as though she worked at a big four and (laughs) had received some poor performance reviews and poor feedback Mm. and her boyfriend was trying to coach her through it it was actually warming and moving yeah he is he should have been the guest yeah she should be the listener he should be the guest he was nailing it but i my ears were stretched i was eavesdropping i'm trying to talk to her about my my issues i dislocated my neck yeah (laughs) Fully rubbernecked around to their table. Yeah, Brooke's trying to like emotionally share and process probably some of her dinner party anxiety. I'm like, you're going to have to wait. This chick needs us. (laughs) So we did not intervene, but we did think what a great topic to do on the pod, giving and receiving feedback. Yes. Because we all have to do it at some point in our lives, in some point in our careers. It's not easy to do. Mm. It's not easy to receive challenging Mm. feedback it's not easy to give challenging feedback but I think we've both reached a point in our careers where we've had I don't know a decade and a half experience doing it so we've learned a thing or two yeah I feel like I'm also getting quite good at both sides yeah well we've both managed people um and have had to do the feedback thing so giving Um, feedback should we start there Let's start with giving feedback, sure. Yep. I feel like that's the easier. Well, for some people it's really hard. Yeah. How do you, well, before we get into it, how do you how do you go with receiving feedback? How do I go with receiving it? Yeah. I'm pretty good because I fundamentally don't care. Yeah. And maybe it's a Delulu Barbie thing, but because of the nature of work that I do, like I write comms on behalf of other people and I design like a rollout plan of key messaging and how we're going to position this on behalf of an entire business to its people. Yeah. I'm guaranteed not to get that right all the time because I don't know these people. I don't yeah. know the person I'm writing on behalf of. So I kind of separate myself from my work product. The feedback on my work product is not a reflection on me because it's completely subjective like whatever you want that to sound like and look like and feel like you own it I'm not offended I just had a go at a style and if that's not what you want like great I'm glad that you're now actually noticing what you do want through this process and we can get you what you want and then my job is actually done my job isn't to get it right the first time um and I'm sure there are other you know like if you did eyebrows your job probably is to get it right the first time and it probably is your work. (laughs) So how can you go 
my self-worth isn't associated with this one product. And then you just become really good at it. My goal is to have a great outcome. Yeah. And that's a process. That's not... Yeah. I've nailed this every single time I've ever touched a keyboard. It's been spectacular. Yeah. I'm definitely not evolved to that point. I cry. <laughs> my I work cry. is me. <laughs> yes. My, uh, like, intrinsically, my self-worth and my work are so intertwined. And I have to work on that every single day. And so I love that for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not me. And so, like, I whenever I would like have to give or receive feedback, I get like very emotionally charged. Mm. So I've had to learn a lot of like coping mechanisms and tools and tricks to put in place Mm -hmm. so that I can like kind of remove some of the emotion out of the moment and then maybe go away and feel my feels. But I don't want to have to have that emotional response like in the moment, especially when you are like a senior and you have man- you're managing people and you're trying to develop them. Yes. You want that to be a really positive experience for them on the receiving end. They you don't want them to have to like carry your anxiety around the feedback process. Yes. So that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. And look, I'm probably a rogue people manager cuz yeah. I run like I'm famous for being the least professional version of my job. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm the least professional global leader. <laughs> so, and, and it works. Like it works for me. That's how I build connections. That's how I have great stakeholder relationships. That's how I manage to kind of break through the norm into transformation. That's what I do. But it also means that when I'm people leading, I will literally sit and give feedback and say, your work has nothing to do with how great you are here. Yeah. This task that you've probably also never done before, it's okay if it's not okay. That's the point of you being here. Especially because I coach like people in their early 20s, it's their first job, all of this stuff. Your job is to learn. Yeah. So long as we are training you that this might actually be the perfect product somewhere else, but we have our you know own brand and own way of doing things. Let's just figure it out. I don't know. Oh, look, you'd have to talk to them. I did actually recently get nearly perfect scores on being a people manager. Yeah, right. Mm. Love that for you. So so maybe that's working. But I think I'm not trying to cross any boundaries into becoming like overly personal and overly familiar with people. But I am comfortable saying your value, your self-worth as a human should not be attached to this. And I will say that to people. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. Um. I think it's really important that feedback is done really timely. Has to be. It has to be. You cannot hold on to something until the next performance meeting, which might be at the end of the month. It might be There's at the end of the quarter. There's a statute of limitations on feedback giving. If it's more than a week, you actually forfeit the right to give it until it comes up again. Yeah, yeah. So do it really in a timely manner. And if that means you have to kind of grab someone and take them inside and say like, hey, can we have a quick conversation? I have some feedback. Are you okay for me to share that with you? Do it then and there. Do it ideally on the day. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be in the moment because sometimes you need to take a beat to process what's happened. Yes. Potentially collect some other data points as to (laughs) what other people have observed on the scenario. Not like gossiping, but maybe you as a people manager haven't been in all of the conversations. So you want to make sure that you've got a comprehensive view. Yes. But it has to be within a week. 
I've given feedback on a range of things like, you know, so much fun because I work in PowerPoint. I'll give feedback on slides, but I don't give feedback on design because I think, again, that's subjective. I might show, here's where we ended up in case that's of interest to you, but fundamental things like layout, what information to include, all of those things I think is a coaching opportunity, not a feedback, you are this or that. It's just, these are the things that I want you to start looking out for. I want you to start aligning your rectangles, (laughs) (laughs) even things like that. But then also I will give feedback really immediately on if something comes in late, you're not in trouble, Mm. but what a great opportunity for me to remind you how important it is as a junior to upwardly manage the expectations of those above you. If you get re-resourced onto something else, let everyone know because you don't want to burn relationships. Yeah. And I'm going to be fine. I just need to find someone else to do that. So I like to give those things as quickly as I can. Um, And some things I think you can do over email. Yeah. And some things I think you have to do face-to-face. 100%. And knowing the difference between what's constructive and what's just negative feedback, I think that's a big point. And you've made another important differentiation there as well, which is around what's coaching, what's constructive feedback, and what's just negative. Yeah. Coaching can be done in the moment. It can be done sort of in a group setting. Yes. Because everyone can learn from it. Yes. Constructive feedback definitely needs to be centered around on like what that person can do to improve Mm -hmm. we're not here to like make anyone feel bad yes yeah negative feedback is just kind of putting people down it's not with a view to help them improve i don't think there's a place for that i think constructive feedback is also well certainly when i deliver it it's optional Mm. here's what i'm observing here's my view on what could be different where do you where does that land with you because i've had feedback <laughs> uh quite recently um to become a better leader whatever and the feedback was around me potentially picking up more skills in things like project management or things like business analysis like process mapping to become better detail oriented when managing others yeah and i was having this conversation very open hearted to receive it it's all true it's just I'm not interested in doing that and so that was my response like I agree but I think the better solution would be to surround myself with detail-oriented people rather than try and fit myself into a skill set that I fundamentally goes against everything inside my body yeah like I'm not detail-oriented so I could do a course, (laughs) but when you see my project plan versus someone who is detail-oriented, I got 55 steps missing. That's just not how my brain works. So I I don't think that you need to take everything that everyone says to you. Maybe this is getting into receiving. And, oh my God, I have to change myself. Oh my God, I have to do all of these things. Like, sometimes it's about, and as a coach, don't expect to just build an army of mini yous yeah you need to be able to kind of identify where everyone's unique strengths are and sometimes that constructive feedback becomes non non non-constructive is that a word (laughs) when 
that person just fundamentally, that's not them. Yeah. That's not them. And so it becomes more of a conversation around, well, how do you, how do you like compensate for that? Like maybe it is like working with other people, whatever that looks like. Yeah. I like when you were speaking just now, you said a lot of I statements and I think that's important as well. It's like, I've observed, Mm. this is what I've witnessed. Mm. Like this is how this is either contributing or not contributing to the team. Mm. It's not like you, you've done this. I've seen you fail at this project. Like yes, it's you're the worst. Yeah, no, you can't be. It's kind we're of, also not using we because yeah. we're not creating a ganging up. Yeah. Everyone thinks you're always late. Everyone yeah. says you're the worst at PowerPoint. Like, we're not doing that. Yeah. They're not fair. And I, I like... The you had a note in like be specific and provide specific examples. There's nothing more destabilizing than having someone say like, "You you never pay attention to detail," and you're like, "Oh, okay, not 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 one time." Yeah. Like, can you be more specific about me and my lack of? I just can't see anything. Yeah, because what that person probably means is they've observed once or twice that there's been a lapse in the detail. And but they've get delivered it to you as you never pay attention to detail. That's, and then you've just we've started a fight because yeah. now you're using these blanket statements where I'm fundamentally wrong. That's that becomes quite triggering. Whereas if you said, Hi, I noticed in the status report from last week there were a few things missing. Do we wanna talk about together what's going on? Is it that I need to give you more time? Is it that I need to run through the summary with you? Is it that yeah we need to find someone to support you and brainstorm. What are the things that will help you get a more detailed status report together? I'd be like, great, actionable, identified. Yeah, actionable, specific, timely, constructive. Like Not mean. That t- style of feedback is hitting all the beats. <laughs> oh, you are a good people manager. Thank you. <laughs> um, the feedback sandwich. No. It no. Never there's never a place for a feedback sandwich. And I'll give an example of that. It's like, <laughs> Alana, your hair looks really great today. You really fucked up the pod <laughs> notes today. But isn't the sun shining? You know? That's <laughs> You really did a bad job with the pod, but you're actually the best at everything. Yeah. You're like, wait, so I am sorry. Yeah. Now I can't take the negative or the positive serious because you've slammed them into a conundrum. Yeah, you slam them into a conundrum <laughs> and it's really destabilizing. Again, I like that word. It is destabilizing to have that feedback sandwich thrown at you. When what is more beneficial to everybody is to just be specific around what you mean to say. Just talk straight. I think keep the negative as an isolated because that also shows that it's not the worst thing ever. Sometimes if we preempt how bad it's going to be and we're trying to throw like, oh, Brooke, you're so pretty and everyone loves you and everyone's saying how good a job you're doing, but you're doing a terrible job. It just shows that I'm, as the leader that's talking to you, feeling so anxious about this because I'm perceiving that it's mean. But it's not mean. I'm here to help you if that's where we're going or just to raise something for your awareness so that you can manage that perception yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's not meant to be a horrible conversation. On top of that as well, there's like the non-verbals. So if you're super anxious about giving the feedback 
and you're being a bit shifty, you're overcompensating with your words, and like you're doing a feedback sandwich. Oh. The person that's receiving that feedback, they're feeling twice as anxious as you are. Yeah, and they're also losing respect for you. Yeah, like you because can't address you can't, a simple issue with me. You can't talk about a PowerPoint slide? Yeah. <laughs> not well, everyone, okay, this is not just all about consulting PowerPoint slides people this can be applied it's just a great example because it's so trivial like yeah sure I'm you know imagine you're a builder and the feedback is that you completely fucked the foundation of the house and now the whole house needs to be rebuilt bigger problem but yeah practice as if it's about a PowerPoint slide and then we can talk through anything yeah yeah (laughs) um what else I think you do need to give the other person space to react to what you're saying to them. So don't expect that person to just be like, okay, yeah, perfect. Like it can be really, it can be really hard to hear. Thanks so much. Yeah. I love that. I also think I saw. She's doing these deranged thumbs up and like the grin. Yeah. No, like obviously it can be challenging and you need to expect that that person might, may need a minute to process what's been said to them, to do some deep reflection to maybe then even come back to you mm-hmm. with like how they intend to work on that piece of feedback. I don't think you should expect that the person's going to turn around and like tell you, thanks so much in that moment. <laughs> thanks so much. And like obviously if they're really well practiced at receiving feedback and it's something that's like fairly minor, that can all happen in the one conversation. But mm. often that person will need need a minute and then it's I think your duty to just check back in in an appropriate amount of time. Like, well, hey, we had that conversation yesterday. How's that sitting with you? Mm. And give them an opportunity to have a response. And know that depending on the relationships that you have with people that you have to give feedback to, you may need to do take a minute or you may be, for some of my closest team members who I'm actively coaching in a skill set or in their career – this is the nature of our relationship. The nature of our relationship is we're on the same page to make you the best to get you to where you want to be. So it's like a swim coach. Like you're expecting me to review everything to help you be the best that you can be. Someone that I've just pulled out of, you know, Adelaide to do something one time, that's a very different conversation. And I may even consider, is this important enough for me to kind of go to this person I've just met and rain on their day because you don't know how someone will take something. Yeah. So I think giving feedback, if you get the opportunity, it's a long-term dynamic where you're supporting someone and reaffirming to them like the positive in the feedback sandwich, you need to be giving that outside of a sandwich. Yeah. Tell people they're doing a good job. Don't be afraid. Or to that give you're invested in them. Feedback. Or that you yeah. really believe in their future. I don't like love necessarily excessive praise. Oh my god, you're so amazing. You you well, know send an it email. Just becomes, it just becomes everything's trivial. Yeah. Everything's trivial. But if someone's genuinely doing a good job, like you need to make the time to say that as yes. well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, if you can set up Set up the nature of your relationship so that it's always a safe space for growth opportunities. <laughs> I sound like I'm writing the performance management framework. <laughs> for growth opportunities without it being anything to do with that person's value in the team or that person's value in the planet. Yep, yep. Love that. Thank you. All right, moving on to receiving feedback. 
And this is something that I've definitely had to work on in my career because flashback to kind of 22, 25 year old Brooke, I just used to cry. I used to get so upset whenever I would receive feedback. And so as I was saying earlier, you really got to work on like how your emotional response is in that moment mm. because what's worse than potentially doing something that is needs feedback or needs constructive feedback or doing a bad job or like not performing is your emotional response it's when you're crying. receiving the feedback <laughs> yeah it is yeah it can and then you'll get this reputation as being somebody who can't receive feedback somebody who's overly very emotional people stop wanting to work with you because they just fix your work instead of taking the time to give you the feedback because you're gonna cry yeah yeah it's it can be really hard and so like what you were saying before I guess being able to remove yourself from the work work, yeah and that person's not giving you feedback on who you are as a person no unless they are unless they are in which case punch them and then go talk to HR about it (laughs) Definitely don't punch them. For okay. HR purposes, that was a joke. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, just take that on board. Like one of a good practical tip, I think, is to just take a moment and say, thank you for sharing that feedback. Mm. That's good feedback. I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> no, I'm fucking trying Sorry. to give some good advice here and you're being such a bitch. I appreciate that feedback. That's actually spot on. Yes. And I can't be perfect 100% of the time. Um, As I was saying, (laughs) a good go-to line that I like to use if I am ever like struggling with taking the feedback in the moment, Mm. that's good feedback. Thank you for sharing. I will take that on board. Yeah. That's all you have to say. Sweet, simple. Sweet, simple. Mature. Mature. Take a beat. And then, like, remove yourself from the situation if you're feeling that you can't kind of get into a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my first career-type job, I had the world's most intimidating boss. Yeah. Terrifying. Violent, aggressive, called people the C-word. That somehow was quite comforting because you just knew he was going to hate what you did. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you just kind of, I had a go and he'd be like, this is wrong. And you'd be like, perfect. What do I need to do? And he would tell you. And I don't know, there was something so, yeah, stable about he's consistent. He's always going to be the same. But then I had the nicest boss in the whole wide world. And one yeah. time he called me into his office to give me negative feedback, I did cry because I was like, what do you mean? You yeah. don't like me. Yeah. You've never, ever done this before. And that's why I think I put so much emphasis on like, what is your dynamic and how much can you set an overarching theme of I'm here to support you. That means I will advocate for you and I will push you to the extent yeah. that you want that. Because there's nothing worse than having someone... It wasn't fake. It wasn't like he was always fake nice. It's just... He didn't take the time to help, like, provide that constructive feedback as you went. And so when... As you went. When it came, it was really off-putting. Yes. Yes. And I think that's so important and something that we're... As the next generation of, I guess, leaders and people (laughs) managers really trying to learn from. Because Mm. it was often something that was not done. 
I have not thrown a book at anyone. So that's my benchmark for everyone that ever is wondering why, like, I'm not all roses. I'm trying to be better than that. <laughs> yeah, I once had a I once had a manager like break his keyboard over his desk because he was in such a little fit of rage. He was like a tiny five foot man. He broke his keyboard. It was like okay, maybe let's just talk about your the feelings. Things that were okay. I miss yeah. the old days. Yeah. I miss the long lunch that came at the end of a violent week. Yeah, look, some other some other sort of points around receiving feedback. Have an open mind. Maybe there is something that you can learn from this conversation. And if you, like, I, in 99% of cases, there is something to be learned. Yes. Yeah. And maybe you can improve. Mm. As you were saying earlier, knowing your skill set and knowing kind of your boundaries and being able to have a constructive conversation that's not defensive. Yes. I think is important if you're not feeling too emotional and you can get into it. Your hair going I think riding that line between... There's no need for you to be defensive. Like, let's just go with an assumption that you're accepted for the value that you do bring. But as was the case with me, I'm not going to just blindly take on feedback to do something that is outside the scope of my role or outside the scope of my abilities. Because why set myself up for failure? And that's what I'll say. I'm not willing to set myself up to fail. I'm asking you to help me set myself up for success. Yep. Put it back on the coach. What can you do to help me? I love that. I really do like that. And I think you can also be proactive if you know that you haven't done a good job of something. Mm. And this is something that I will always really respect the people in my team for. If you can come to me and say, hey, can we have a conversation? I know that I've not done a good job at blah. Yes. Can you help me improve? Yes, love. If you are on the front foot... Otherwise, you're just waiting. You're sitting there, you're waiting, you know. It's going to be on the deadline and it'll be wrong and you'll be like, I'm so angry. My trouble is I often give people work that like I probably can't do. I give someone something to do in Excel and get it back if it's wrong. I'm like, um, I personally can't help you. But let's find you someone that can help you. Let's find somebody that can. Yeah. I think there's a, there's again... This is why it's a bit of a seesaw, right? Because the other side of that is I don't want anyone to come into a performance review and go, yeah, look, okay, so I know I've had a really bad year and I haven't done this and I'm not doing well at that and I'm really struggling and I'm I'm trying my best, but I know that it's not good enough. Yeah. Why are you selling yourself to me as the worst version? So My expectation so is that you come building your case for me to go advocate on your behalf build your case like I want you to show me your best self and then we'll just identify those areas to continue working on yeah come in being like I think I'm doing great at this and everyone's saying these positive things about me thank you you're welcome yeah but like Delulu Bobby you need to be balanced yeah yeah but it's I don't want you to take it so far of self-deprecation or humility that you're telling me to fire you no no. Uh, do you do anything good here or you've yeah. only made mistakes? Is that where we're going? Because I'm not comfortable writing that down. <laughs> if at least 80% is positive and yes. like 20% is like areas for growth yes. or improvement, perfect. I've been having this conversation a lot lately because I don't know where it's come from. I don't know if you're noticing it. I'm certainly still giving feedback in my circles, but I'm having this conversation with people about 
them feeling really uncertain and afraid because some of their work is being scrutinized, I'm thinking that's normal. Yeah. I'm thinking there's never been a point in my career, nor will there ever be a point in my career where I look at my work and say, this is incapable of being challenged. There is not a single hole that someone could even attempt to poke because maybe there isn't a hole, but people are entitled my leaders, their leaders, their leaders, all the way up to wherever. To have a view. They're entitled to challenge the work, to challenge our understanding of a problem, to challenge the direction that we're going. Also because they know more about the overarching context than I do. Yeah. So maybe they just want something different and it has nothing to do with my work. So when people are kind of looking at what you're doing, I think there's a difference between micromanagement and really valuable challenge. Yeah. When did we expect to be perfect 100% of the time. When did we start thinking, oh, I'm at this level now, so um, I only want people to tell me what a great job I've done? Like, receiving feedback isn't just for 22-year-olds fresh out of uni. No, everyone can benefit from receiving feedback at all ages, at all stages. I think leaders benefit the most if they get the opportunity to receive feedback because there's so many structures that are set up in different organizations where your senior people leader, there's no channel to tell them that they're doing a shit job. Yeah, there isn't. So who's the brave person that's going to be like, knock, knock, just wanted to let you know, timely, uh, you've let the team down with X, Y, Z. That was potentially quite corporate. I think there's a lot that could be taken out of this discussion in all aspects of people's lives. Relationships. Relationships with your friends, relationships with your partners. Talking to a, a wait staff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other examples. Um, yeah. All different walks, all different paths, all different scenarios. I think even like we would laughing on the weekend because we obviously had Ben, our hairdresser, at dinner and we were talking about like, wouldn't you rather someone tell you that they want something different out of their service than have them leave and never come back? 100%. So I think, you know, it applies to everything. And again, it's not a direct reflection on your hairdresser, the cut that they give you necessarily. It could have been a miscommunication. It could have been X. It could have been Y. It could have been Z. That, like, I don't want any hairdressers or any chefs or any etc. who do feel like they're creating something out of themselves to have that intrinsic value associated with their outputs. Yeah, it can be tricky. You are more than your work. You are more than your work. You're a fully rounded person. And if someone gives you feedback, that's okay. And if you also need to go away and cry after that feedback, that's also okay. Because it took yeah. me a really long time to build that muscle to be able to receive feedback without just like falling into a puddle. So mm. that's also okay. And even to give feedback without falling into a puddle, like that's something you have to work on too. It may not come as naturally to people as it does to you, Nolsey. Well, that's why we love you. It doesn't come naturally to me, but I think I'm really good at stepping into a persona and I will build out like, what does a really great manager look and sound like in this scenario? And how can I be that for the next 10 minutes? Yeah. So it's not like fake or acting, but I think sometimes you do need to separate again yourself 
from different situations so that you can handle them better. What's the hardest thing you've ever had to like give someone feedback on? Oh, I don't know. I've been pretty lucky. Yeah. Or I've genuinely just forfeited. Yeah. And done it myself. Tapped That's out. terrible. Tapped That's my out. least favorite thing about myself. Yeah. When push comes to shove, if you're not getting it and I've, you know, we've done three different attempts at explaining a task, I will just do it myself. I'll forgive you, but it's not going to help you learn. Yeah. What's yours? Uh, I once had a team member who was like harassing people online. Ew. Yeah, I had to give him feedback. Like, I had to get HR involved because that was above my pay grade. Ew. Yeah, it was no good. I've had to get HR involved in a couple of things. Yeah. Little snitch behavior. Yeah. It's not my favorite. No. And that's probably like in in the extreme cases. Knowing who your support people are and how to bring them in. Mm. when the message isn't getting through Mm. yeah yeah sometimes it's you know for the greater good than to protect one person's feelings yep all right hot wrecks okay lay them on me tell me what you think about my lips today look they look great they look like your lips but better and just perfectly Shaped, perfectly defined. Thank what are you wearing? <laughs> Have you set me up to ask this question? Yes. Um, Priceline sale, Maybelline lip liner, color yeah. sensational range, which is like creamy, buttery. So it's not for everyone. It's not a fully matte, dry pencil. Yeah. In the shade Almond Rose. And I've been looking for a nude that is a little bit darker and a little bit more rose than beige because... The the nudes that everyone loves and some of the light brown nudes just are the same as my lip color or skin color and I look a bit like I've got concealer on. Oh, 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 okay. On that. Which is back. It's back. I'm it's not back. okay. You sent me the video. Was it Sophia Ritchie? It was Sophia Ritchie. Sophia Ritchie was doing a get ready with me on TikTok and her final step was to dab a little bit of concealer on the lips and then a lip gloss over it so that they were like a really nude color. And when I tell you <laughs> that 2006, 2007, 2008 are calling and they're taunting us, mm. but we, it used to look so bad. Oh, it was not good. Yeah. Yeah. If you weren't around for that trend and this is your first time encountering concealer lips. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm trying to think what the concealer was that we would use. Oh, I mine, know people had like lipstick shaped concealers that they would use. It's yeah. like zinc. Yeah. <laughs> like zinc. It looks so bad. So bad. No, I loved it. Was it a Maybelline? Yeah, I think it was a Maybelline. Mm. Yeah. Because there was no Mecca back then. No, no Mecca launched, I don't know what year, 2000 and... Well, Mecca's been around a really long time, but like we just didn't Nine have or ten. it. Yeah, it wasn't. We didn't have it. It wasn't yeah. at Candle. It wasn't at the Sunshine Coast. Let me tell you that we had like the Maya, or we had the Priceline. We Those were shopping were at options. Mac. Never forget. Yeah, never forget. It was probably a Mac concealer. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I loved a little Studio Fix. Mm. Yeah, 
heavy duty, very drying, very dry, very opaque, not it. Mac foundation, Mac bronzer. Oh, the Macne of it all. Oof. Yeah, it was not good for your skin. Anyway, you got another rack. Yeah, um, I had the most successful shopping trip with you on the on the Friday after yeah. our massage. We went to the Sheridan outlet because I received an email from them. 50% off at the outlet, take a further 20% off. And I thought, do you know what? Yeah. Why spend my money on cute and fun things for myself when I could spend my money on making my home, my house a home? So we went, I got new sheets, beautiful mm-hmm. striped Riley beige sheets. Gorgeous. New towels, towels, hand towels, bath mats. $650 worth of items, $250 at the till. Sayonara. Thank you very much. And this is where we're different because I also bought sheets. You got this striped, beautiful, are they like a bluish? They're a linen. What? They're beige. Oh, they're beige? Mm. Yeah, you got. You went with a color and a pattern. I did go for a stripe. I'm feeling summery. I oh. went with a crisp white. You mm. went with a rust and an emerald olive. Olive. Olive and dark orange, burnt orange. Bath yeah. towels. I went with a crisp white. Like that's I'm not just... buying a white anything. Yeah. I'm you buying also a... fake tan. It's like the wildest thing when you walked <laughs> up with your 500 thread count sateen <laughs> white sheets. I was like, it's a bold move for you. Yeah. Thank God for like nappy sand and bleach. That's all I can say. And the white towels. Like you need to wash them after every use. Bold. Yes. Yeah. But I just, I like my house to be white. White. Like hotel crisp white. Mm. Yep. Um, okay, my hot rack, I also picked up in the Priceline sale, the Maybelline Lifter Gloss in the shade Topaz. All right. And it's so nice. Yeah. I think it was like 12 bucks mm. on a half price deal. Um, the nearest product that I can p- compare it to is the Fenty Beauty Gloss Bomb. Wow. Which they retail, I think, for like $42. Yeah. This is a legitimate dupe. If not, like just as good, if not better, product. For 12 Love. Bucks. Yeah. It's like the perfect, like gloss, shiny, not too sticky, but stays on, stays looking juicy. Yeah. Loved it. Um, and I also finished a book this week. I read Everyone and Everything by Nadine Cohen, an Australian author. It was a really good read. It was a little bit depresso, and I been reading a lot of books that are a little bit depressed lately so i'm not saying you have to go out and read it but i did really enjoy it it was a really good book oh that's nice yep at least (laughs) yep and that might be us for today that's it girls have the best day week life yeah be nice to each other um but don't forget it's helpful to give feedback yeah we'll see you next week bye see you Stop dancing so much. Mm. The fucking noise is going to be so bad. Is it? Yes. Oh, dear. Yeah. (laughs) She's being unhinged today. (laughs) Sorry, boys. Um, okay. <clears throat>